Welcome to the Fitness Oracle Daily Show. I am your host, John Katsavos, and today is M&M Mondays. And we're going to be talking about the myths and misconceptions that are surrounding isolated training. Now, now I'm going to be very, very transparent with you guys. I used to use this term all the time. From the time where I started working out in the gym to up until the time where I learned a little bit more about what that term really means. So I'm guilty of using it, but when I learned what the term really meant, I actually, I changed myself. I changed the verbiage that I use with my clients to explain to them what it really means. Now, the reason why I don't like the term isolated training is because in order to isolate something, by definition, you have to remove it from its environment and put it away somewhere. So I would take this pen, in order for me to isolate this pen, I would have to put it in that closet behind me and leave it there. That's isolated. So the term cannot apply into the body because there's nothing isolated in the body. We all have supporting musculature that actually helps support the opposite effect of whatever force that we're applying, that we're giving, that, that, that we're giving it and the motion and the movement that we're actu actually asking the body to do. In a nutshell, Newton's third law of motion applies here. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So if I do a bicep curl, right? If I do a bicep curl like this, there's going to be an equal and opposite. Uh, let's do something a little bit more um, easier than a bicep curl, a lateral, a front raise. So your arms are right down by your side and you're going to lift your arm right up when you have a five pound dumbbell in your hand. So you have five pounds of force over here, the application of force, and you have five pounds of force happening at the joint. So when you come up, there's going to be opposite, there's going to be an opposite reaction of five pounds coming down. Oops, I'm hitting my mic. I'm hitting my mic. Let's see if I can do this without hitting my mic. Right? So, and I'll, I'll come to the side here so you guys can see better. So basically what, you, what you're doing is as, as you're coming up, there's a downward force of five pounds going this way. So I need my lat to fire. I need my pec to fire. I need my shoulder to fire. I need my traps to fire. I need my rotator cuff to fire. Just to pull those, pull the scapula down, the shoulder blade, pull it down so your arm can come up and above your head. So there's a lot of different forces that are going on. And in order for me to do that movement, even seated, I need these guys to turn on and we can go deeper into that rabbit hole. We can go into the oblique. We can go into the abdominals. We can go the, if the weight is heavy enough in the hand into your legs, because those forces are going to start to multiply throughout the chain. So you're going to need all these supporting structures to fire in order for the skeleton not to go all over the place. So this is why I don't like using this term um, isolated. We're going to isolate the quadriceps while we're in, uh, well, well, while we're doing quads, you cannot isolate anything. 
quadriceps is another example without me going off too far you know the seated uh the seated leg extension where you're sitting down in the machine and you're kicking your legs out like that with a weight on the top of, on the, in the front of your part in the front part of your legs that's not an isolated movement i don't care what you say that is not an isolated movement and i will prove it to you on wednesday we're not going to go into it but i will prove it to you on wednesday that it is not isolated you are using supporting structures support your supporting structures in order for your skeleton not to fall apart while you're lifting that mass mass is another thing that we're going to get into but not this week <laughs> there's a lot to get into so why do we use that term we use that term to numb the explanation down for the client Imagine your trainer came up to you and said, okay, we're going to do a seated leg extension because uh, we want to put, uh, we, we want to um, put a little bit more focus on the quadriceps. You'd be like, what? So we just, we want to isolate the quadriceps. That's not the proper ter term. And it does a disservice to the client. The client will not understand the you know jargon that comes out of uh out of any industry they just want to know that what works and if you're going to make their life better in one way or another and for us to do that in a quick and effective manner we use everyday terms to make things sound like you can associate with People sit in the leg extension machine and they think that they are isolating, I'm using air quotes, the quadriceps. You are not isolating the quadriceps. In order for you to isolate your quads, you would have to cut your quadriceps off your body and put them directly on that machine. That's isolation. Trying to, you know, trying to break this myth with, with, with trainers is the hard part because we want to explain these complex movements, these complex uh, ideas that we have to help you become better. But the problem lies in the, in the translation of what we're trying to explain, express onto you and what you can comprehend. So personally, I, I just say, I just want to give uh, your body a couple extra layers of support so we can put a little bit more focus on this muscle group. It's like, quote unquote, isolating the muscle, but you're not really isolating. And I prove it to my clients and they get it right away. So we have to change our, we have to change the way um, in order for us to break this myth, we have to change the way we communicate with our clients not treat them one as trainers we don't have we're not supposed to treat them like they're that, that, that they don't understand anything because they do they understand a lot and their comprehension skills are through the roof so for me the biggest the, the biggest thing in order us in order for us to stop using bad terms is to explain to the client what am i trying to do what am i trying to accomplish with this and why some clients are like, I don't care. I just, just, just get me to do whatever. I don't care. I've had some of those. But the majority of them, they're like curious. They're like, okay, so why don't you want to call this isolated training? Because like, it's not. 
I can't isolate anything in your body. Uh, it's an impossibility. And if you can isolate something in your in your body, I will give you a year's salary. No problem. I'll pay. I'll, I'll give it to you. You cannot do it unless you remove it from the body. You can't. There's no way. There's there's no. There's always going to be a supporting uh, a supporting muscle that comes in. Always. There's always. It's always going to happen. So tomorrow, we're going to be talking with a very, 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 very um, inspiring young man. I'm going to call him a young man. He's a young man Come from my old stomping grounds. Well, it's not really from my old stomping grounds. He's from Windsor, Ontario. I'm from Toronto. It's about a four-hour drive, but still in Ontario. So kind of, I kind of consider it my stomping ground. Uh, Kevin McShan from Let's Have This Conversation. And uh, we talk about a lot of really cool topics uh, concerning, you know, overcoming obstacles, fostering inclusion and diversity for the handicap in the workplace, uh, finding equality and equity in the in the workplace for handicapped people, which I was actually quite shocked. I didn't really, I didn't realize that they, I thought we were a little bit more, um, open to that at you know considering it's 2022 you know there's other problems at stake and i i found it mind-boggling that this even exists so it was it was really eye-opening for me and um a lot of lessons um a lot of very valuable lessons to uh, for me to you know take in for myself and um not do these things uh, and we also talked about fitness success while living with a disability and uh, making fitness a priority. And this guy is a huge advocate for those with disabilities. This is this is one of those episodes where you think it might be hard to listen to because of his disability. But believe me, this guy, this guy is genius. I, I loved I loved every single minute of interviewing him. Um, it was a great experience. I'm not going to say it was a great experience. It was a great conversation that I had with a very intelligent young man, and um, I, I really, I'm really hope I'm really grateful if you guys can just listen to it because it's it's really good. Um, so in or I digress a little bit too much. As I usually do. Thank you for watching this episode, and I really hope that you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to subscribe, hit the bell, and share this episode with someone who th you think that might find a value to it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, iHeartRadio, or whatever streaming service you use, please give us a five-star rating and a positive review, as it will help us reach out to more people that are suffering from mental health issues. Before you go, I'd like to keep this conversation going by inviting you to signing up for your free account at Pod Inbox. Over the years, we have discovered that in order for us to achieve the greatness that we're destined for, we can't do it alone. So that you can find your place back in this world, we've come across this amazing tool called Pod Inbox, where we can get together and discuss this topic even deeper. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes and sign up for your free account. 
and find out for yourself how powerful community really is.